hey, so are we not doing a, are we not doing like a skit for Catwoman? No, we're not. What? You're not doing a skit. You wanted me to write something for our review of Catwoman for us to play the round? Am I supposed to dress up like Catwoman and pretend like, oh, Steve, treat me like Catwoman to make the audience uncomfortable and you uncomfortable and me uncomfortable? That's kind of our standard bit, yeah. I don't care what our standard bit is. We're just going to review the goddamn thing. Okay, so so I, I wasted all that time getting into character as Sharon Stone is what you're saying. Yeah. everybody and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around we've taken a movie that does live up to its reputation. Thanks everybody. Tune in two weeks from now when we're going to review whatever Steve picks. So you don't want to actually even talk about the movie? No. I'll only Should, do it if I know you're here. Are you with me? I'm Are with you. Are we focused? I'm focused. I'm ready. You're not going to re- pull a fucking... I kind of liked it because I'll kill myself, Steve, if oh, that Jason, happens. No, no worries. Hey, listen. I don't not, not to give away my review right here at the beginning, but okay. uh, you don't have anything to worry about there. But. Yay. Then the movie we're going to review this week is Catwoman. That's right. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. WBDC movie, I guess, right? Sure, yeah, they're, yeah. Hooray! Oh, I, I, I bet Halle Berry hasn't got a call to reprise this role in the Flash movie. Well, maybe they'll do a multiverse at DC and they'll get all the cat women. They'll dig up the dead ones, they'll put the living ones in. There'll be an army of cat women fighting some woman over a dress because empowerment. <laughs> or me. <laughs> Or maybe Doctor Strange will hop over to this universe and just erase Don't all of these movies. Doctor Strange and get his WB bullshit all over him. He's a precious angel, and we're not going to send him over there to be freaking raped by the execs at WB. You know what would be great with with Doctor Strange if, if he wasn't a doctor? And we don't really like the word strange. Maybe we can change it to wicked. Wicked. The, the kids like wicked. Professor about, Wicked. No, nah, Professor, that makes him seem intellectual. No, we call him uh, General. <laughs> General <laughs> Wicked. Meanwhile, Zack Snyder is over there in the corner going, Doctor Strange, huh? Sounds like strange pussy. <laughs> Maybe he's like constantly like crushing strange pussy. That's why they call him Doctor Strange. Right. And magic's yeah. a little sissy. Can't he just have laser guns? Okay, your new character, the Doctor Strange of the DC Universe, is going to be named General Wicked, who he he smashes Mad Poon and he just shoots laser guns all over the place. Who let where, Snyder in here? I told you you're fired. Where did Cumberbatch go? <laughs> where did Cumberbatch go? <sighs> I'll do another Sherlock. I don't care. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'll do the worst season of Sherlock ever. How about that? Turns out he has a twin. How about that? That would be great. <laughs> Moriarty is his brother and his dad. <laughs> now we're doing Catwoman. Steve, do you have any trivia about Catwoman? I do have some trivia about Fuck. Catwoman. God <laughs> but damn it. hopefully it'll be fun and interesting. I hope so. Let's 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 roll them dice. Let's okay. roll them dice. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. So Catwoman is one of the great why even bother stories in the history of recent <laughs> cinema. 
Jason, you you probably know this. You might you might remember this um, because this movie began its development way back in the early nineties. Ninety four. And 93? it was yeah, it was originally developed as a vehicle for Michelle Pfeiffer to reprise her version of Catwoman from Batman Returns. Right, and, the crazy and Tim psychopath Burton. lady from Dark Dark Knight Returns. Or yeah, Dark, t- Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman Returns. And Tim Burton was going to direct it, and Daniel right. Waters, the screenwriter of Batman Returns was going to write it and it was going to be like and um but you know it kind of entered into development hell the years dragged on tim burton moved on to other stuff michelle pfeiffer moved on to other stuff it was a wb project after all that's true (laughs) but well see that's the thing because for some reason even though the director and the actor that made it a movie worth making in the first place can we change it something other than cats Something a little bit more hardcore but feminine. Like maybe a hawk. Can she be hawk woman? Or hawk lady? Can she be a hawk lady? Or maybe lady hawk. She can throw eggs that explode onto like, I don't know. Can we bring the Joker back? Can we bring the Joker? Can it be hawk lady versus the Joker? And also the Joker? Do we like that name? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's like the, the, the joke teller, you know. No, let's leave Joke out of it. He kind of looks like a clown. Master Mime. How about that? His name is Master Mime. Oh, if there's not a Silver Age villain named Master Mime, I'm going to be very (laughs) disappointed. I'm going to have to look that up. We'll recast Um, him because Nicholson's too expensive. We'll put Bronson Pinchot in it. Oh, now you got got something there. He won't talk at all. Where did Tim Burton go? (laughs) He's gone. Um, yes, so this has been in development hell. For a long time. So, And for some reason, Warner Brothers decided that it didn't just kill the movie after everybody involved with it that made it a potentially interesting movie moved on. And uh-huh. so that's how we got this movie in 2004, a solo Catwoman movie with no connection to the Batman movies. No, none of the characters. Any, or any version of Batman at all. Or, or Catwoman. Yeah, centered on a character <laughs> who is not Selina Kyle no. or any other previously seen comic book character. That's produced, right. Produced by people who apparently misread the title page of the script and thought they'd been hired to remake Cat People. <laughs> because, like, they there's a lot of shit in this movie, and it don't make me think of Catwoman. No. <laughs> um, so, also, and of course, Halle Berry is the star of it. And, you know, just just two years before this movie opened, Halle Berry won Best Actress at the Oscars for Monsters Ball. And right. she was Storm in the X Men movies. Yeah. And she was in the she was in a James Bond movie. So mm-hmm. she was like right in the sweet spot of her career. She had commercial and critical success. And then uh-huh. came Catwoman. That's right. Um, which unfortunately kind of torpedoed her career. I mean, I, usually when 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 a, an, an actor wins an Oscar and then their career kind of takes a nosedive, we call that the yeah. Oscar curse because that's happened to quite a few people but right. this this time around i don't think we can call it the oscar curse i think we have to call it the catwoman curse Maybe. because i mean a lot um, of a lot of managers got fired after this movie as well they should have <laughs> um uh so and then and then speaking of halle berry of course you know she won she won the oscar for monsters ball she did win an award for catwoman if though you, she if you bring up that fucking horse shit goddamn razzies one more time she I'm, I'm, I'm going to come after you, Steve. I'm going to come after you. She won the Worst Actress Award at the Razzies. Uh-huh. 
You're going to make me do something I don't want to do. Which which she did accept in person. Well, good for Um, her. And she gave a speech where she brought she brought her Oscar with her. Oh, okay. And she got up on stage and accepted the Razzie and sarcastically thanked Warner Brothers for putting her in, quote, a piece of shit, god-awful movie. You read the script. <laughs> and, liar. <laughs> and, uh, and then she held up her Oscar and she said, I don't have to give this one back. My name's on it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You got that because someone had to fuck Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> and they like, we're really sorry. We're gonna, You're going to win the Oscar for this. We promise. You did this. You get the Oscar. That's all there is to it. <laughs> we all feel really bad about the whole thing. Thank you. All these women that are gathered outside on your front lawn would like to thank you personally for taking the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> you did it so we didn't have to. That's right. Um, there is one happy ending from Catwoman, and, and that is that Halle Berry did adopt one of the cats. I don't so, fucking care. There you go. Good for her. Good for, good for the cat. Good for the cat. Hey, how long ago was this? It's a long time oh, ago. Oh, the cat's that probably cat. dead by now, yeah. If it's it not dead, then it really wants to be. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the other cat's constantly teasing it about being in Catwoman. And being immobile and on a towel because it's a thousand years old by cat years. And <laughs> Why won't I die? It's force-fed every day. It wets and craps itself every single day. It cannot. It can't clean itself. Just let me go. Halle Berry doesn't know that it hates sunlight and it's burning. The cat is overheating. And, but, you know. <sighs> anyway, that's all my trivia. I had to smash the good news from what you brought. One good thing. I, I had to turn it into cat. To, the tor- torture of an elderly cat. Listen, listen, man. I understand. That I'm pissed off? Yeah. That I'm pissed off that I spent this much time watching this shitty movie twice? I understand. Do you? Yes. Okay. I believe you. Good. Hey, Steve, you want to know who made it? Yeah, please. I want to know who's responsible for this. <laughs> okay. Well, it was directed by Pitoff. Never heard of him? Good. I Guess why? <laughs> fucking dead. I hope you're dead, Pitoff. I don't wish death on anybody, but Jesus Christ, Pitoff wasn't even a director. He was a visual effects supervisor from France. That's right, Warner Brothers, which spent $100 million, didn't yeah. even bother to get a director. They got a visual effects supervisor yeah. to direct this movie. Why? Because everybody else read the script and nobody wanted to touch it. It's Warner Brothers, where good ideas are literally murdered within the building. If someone (laughs) says something that could possibly be a good idea at Warner Brothers headquarters, those people fall into a pit and they die and they burn. And if they survive, then they serve as an example to the rest. (laughs) You know that guy that has burns over 99% of his body? Yeah. He thought maybe we should just make a remake of, you know, do a Superman story without his origin. What? (laughs) That sounds like a pretty good... Ah! (laughs) Anybody else want to be a hero? Yeah. Produced by Denise DeNovi. And uh, she's been on movies like Edward Scissorhands... Batman Returns, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and Ed Wood. So I guess they were figuring, well, we can't get Tim Burton, so we'll get the next best thing, right? That works. Also produced by Edward L. McDonald. Nothing. McDonnell, sorry. Nothing. Still nothing. I don't care. His last name could be me Pork Chops. I don't care. (laughs) He's nobody. He's nobody. Forget him. Screenplay by John John Brancato and Michael Ferris, their writing team. 
And you know them for such great scripts as The Game, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, and Terminator Salvation. Hey, Steve, Mm -hmm. Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines didn't do that great, right? It really didn't. So why did they rehire the writers for it? That's a great question. I, it's 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 a mystery, much in the same way that you know why did when everybody hated X Men Three, why did like fifteen years later they hire the guy who wrote X Men Three to do a new X Men movie where they told basically the same story, only they let him direct it this time? I don't I don't know. Why would they also, do that? Also, uh, the screenplay was John Rogers, and he wrote the Jackie Chan Adventures. Do you remember that? No. The cartoon? I don't know. It could be the cartoon, I guess. I, I think the, the cartoon is the only thing I ever remember being called the Jackie Chan Adventures. Mm-hmm. Story by, because we have to have a story by credit. Of course. Uh, Teresa Rebick, she's a playwright, because I guess they wanted a woman. Did they see a woman wrote on it? And also John Brancato and Michael Ferris. So why are they credited twice? Why are they getting a story by, and why are they getting a screenplay? Why? Why, Steve? I'm asking you, why? I don't know, but if it means they got paid twice for this script, good for them. Mm-hmm. Based on, kind of, the word Catwoman. (laughs) Based on a character created by Bill Finger. Based on the incredibly general idea Mm -hmm. of Catwoman. Of Catwoman. Starring Halle Berry as Patience Phillips slash Catwoman. And we've already mentioned what she's been in. Don't make us repeat it again. Benjamin Bratt as Detective Tom Lone, and you know him from Law and Order mm-hmm. and some other shit. Sharon Stone is Laurel Hader, and you know her from Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, <laughs> and maybe some other movies that she was in. One or two others, probably. We saw yeah. her Pusey. <laughs> Dear Pusey. That's why she got cast in Catwoman. That's Uh-oh, what that oh, here comes is. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Get out of here. Lambert Wilson as George Hader, and you know him as the Margovian from the Matrix movies. You remember those? Those are so good that they're making even more Matrix movies. Because imagination is dead. Yeah, it's coming this year to HBO Max. <laughs> Another Matrix movie. Frances Conroy as Ophelia Powers, and you know her from American Horror Story and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yep. Alex Bornstein is Sally, and you probably know her best as the voice of Lois from Family Guy, but she was also in Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Michael Massey is Armando, and he was in The Crow, and he's the guy that actually shot Brandon Lee with the gun that was accidentally having stuff in it that could kill Brandon Lee. Um, unfortunately, Michael died with stomach cancer a few years ago, so he's no longer with us. That was literally what it said in his his bio. Best known for shooting Brandon Lee. And it's like, it wasn't that guy's fault. It was the prop dude. Yeah, he didn't load the gun. Jesus. Byron Mann is Wesley. Nothing. Alex Cooper is Gloria o- Ojeda. Nothing. Kim Smith as Drina. Nothing. Peter Wingfield as Dr. Ivan Slavicki. Nothing. Brendan McKenzie is Lance. Guess what? Nothing. <gasps> nothing. nothing. Music by Klaus Badelt, I guess. I don't care. (laughs) Klaus Badelt. 
Sure. And he's mostly known for collaborating with Hans Zimmer's on other people's movies. So, great, they got an assistant. <laughs> I mean, an actual composer would not... <laughs> this music fucking sucks. Oh, God, this, it's awful. This music for this movie goddamn sucks. It's awful. Cinematography by Terry Argobast. Nothing. 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 There's nothing. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm detecting a trend here. Edited by Sylvie Landra. Oh, Sylvie, you really need to not take credit. <laughs> and there's a reason why you have nothing on your bio. I refuse the- to believe that this movie was edited by any sentient I- being. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would cut slack for robots. Robots wouldn't edit this fucking movie this way. An AI with like five minutes of deep learning training. If you tried to job. get the AI to edit it this way, if you were forcing it to do it, it would refuse. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That makes no sense. You, there is a language of cinema, and this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Production companies. Village Roadshow Pictures, DeNovi Pictures, Frantic Films, Maple Shade Films, and Catwoman Films. <sighs> How many is that? <laughs> five? That's five, okay. including Catwoman Films. Who? I mean, think of all the other great <laughs> projects that they've made Well, they were the thinking years. this, oh, well, this will be a franchise and we'll have Catwoman too. Mm, God. Say no. The, the, God the, in heaven. The mere mention of a Catwoman 2 terrifies me. <laughs> it sends a chill running down your back, doesn't it? <laughs> Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, you really need to pay for what you've done. <laughs> I know you did the Harry Potter films, and what you, how you made them is you, you rolled over for that terrible woman and just said, whatever you want, and, and luckily the movies turned out okay, free from your fucking influence, you foul fiends. I'm turning into... <laughs> I'm turning into Batman 1960. I'm turning into... <laughs> you devil! <laughs> you foul fiends. Unhand that wizard boy, you devil! <laughs> Running time, 104 minutes. Why? Why is it that long? Why because of is all the this... characterization. Okay. Budget, $100 million. Where? Where is that? That's Where's gotta, that money? A lot Where'd of that, that money go? A lot of that has got to be sunk cost, right? I mean, they developed the movie <laughs> for like 15 years. A lot of that has got to no. be sunk cost. No, they can't be. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Box office, $82 million. Wah, wah. Still seems didn't high. Make, <laughs> didn't make his money back? Yeah, it still seems a little high. There still were seems jumps high. going, I'm going to go see that. I liked it when she fucked Billy Bob Thornton. I'm going to go see her in that Catwoman movie. Maybe she'll fuck some other people. No, no, it won't. Don't worry. She only fucks Benjamin Brant. We don't see it. So. And only, yeah, we don't, only kind of. just sort of assume <laughs> that that's what happened. All right, Steve. Okay, Steve, are you ready? Um, oh, yes, yes, I'm ready. Okay, let's me and you uh, get our shots. Yes, oh, and, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, let's slink quietly, heads down, hat mm-hmm. over, pull up our collar. No mm-hmm. one can see us. Yeah, absolutely. Look a little bit like Ben Grimm sneaking around New York. <laughs> And let's let's just let's cry. Let's just hold each other and cry as we walk into the world of Catwoman. Steve, please take it away. Oh boy. Well, we start out with the the mark of any great film, which is expository voiceover. Oh yeah. Where? Uh, um. Wait a minute. Hmm? Don't we get the credits first? No, I think the I think the the voiceover comes comes first, it doesn't, doesn't it? Or maybe it not. Doesn't. I don't know. Okay. So it yeah. Doesn't. Well, either way, yeah, we get the credits, and the th- the theme of our credits this time is cat women throughout history. Yeah, because it says it. It literally says it. We get all these pictures of women with cats. 
and old timey pictures and paintings mm-hmm. and uh the music sounds like you just bought a new age relax tape called the sounds of persia because it's so low-key and generic and pumps you up for nothing but napping. That's all it is. It's something you'd listen to when your new age girlfriend says she's going to give you a massage and you're like, oh boy, I know what comes next. And she puts that on and you're asleep in five minutes and no sex happens. I'm sorry, I went into my first <laughs> Everything okay, bud? I don't know. I don't know what this movie did to me. Mm. My whole family tried to keep me from watching it a second time. They was like, my son's on top of me with a, a knee in the back, and I'm like, get off of me, I have to do this! I have to take notes, you don't understand. My daughter's frantically trying to call 911. <laughs> He's trying to watch Catwoman for a second time! <laughs> get over here as fast as you can! There's blood coming out of his eyes, ears, and nose! <laughs> he doesn't even recognize us. Just keep saying Ebert would have done it. We're telling him, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> Ebert, no, he didn't. I guarantee you, he only watched it once. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so, yeah, we get that. And then we get um, the, they ripped off the beginning of Sunset Boulevard. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, because she's 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 saying, you know, like, that uh, the story begins the day she died, but it wasn't the day she died, because it was also the day that she was born again. Mm-hmm. So, might, she might as well have said... I can't believe I died, but it didn't start here. <laughs> you ever die? Happened to me. <laughs> so now we go to uh, her, to her, her job. Right. Yeah, she got her, it. her job. She's a graphic designer for a cosmetic company, a gigantic cosmetics company. Because yes. remember, women. Absolutely, and of course, because this is the. <laughs> Because this is the pre-superhero portion of the story, we're supposed to pretend that Halle Berry isn't incredibly gorgeous and that she's just this mousy, uh, you know, un- unremarkable person. Totally not know. Clark Kent or Peter Parker. Nope, we have yeah, we haven't seen this trope before at all. No, she's got she's got a uh, she's got a present. No, yeah, she's got to go talk to the boss at some point. When we meet her stupid jerk, fucker friends. Yeah. Including the in, including the stereotypical gay guy who is barely even in the movie. He actually doesn't appear until the second time we go back to her desk. First, we just meet Sally, which is her her friend, her right? her super horny best friend. That's right. Who is so that's her character trait. She's super super fucking horny. That yeah, she's horny and she wants her to be horny. Everyone should be horny. Yeah. all the time. Why the right? lack of horniness, people? That's what I want to know. <laughs> But we cut away and we're in a conference room for this cosmetics company that kind of looks like the bridge to a spaceship. And the boss is like, hey, guess what? My wife is an old whore and we're going to replace her with a young whore. And and the wife is kind of like, oh, I don't like this. (laughs) Shut up, old whore. Like, (laughs) yeah, he's basically like, shut up. And everyone claps. Yay. And, um, oh, yeah. and then we cut back to the desk and we make a point that Sally is, okay, I'm not a woman. All right. But I know how makeup works. Okay. And Sally got up this morning. She put on all of her makeup. She came to work. Yes. But for some reason, she is applying a facial cream mm-hmm. on top of her makeup. <laughs> Over top of the makeup that she is currently <laughs> wearing. Yes. She's not destroying her makeup, but she, we need to know that she's been using this cream that the company uses. And she's got it early because of 
things. And also, she's been having a headache. She doesn't feel good. I bet that's not going to be important. I hope it isn't. <laughs> anyway, for some reason, this art person in the art department has to report directly to the president and CEO <laughs> yes. of the company. Because that's how about, that works. About the artwork. And he's like, you didn't do it good. You're going to you have until midnight tomorrow or tonight. I don't tonight. know. I think he said midnight tonight. Although it doesn't really mm. matter. Right. Yeah. And you have until then to come up with the new campaign because this is in the right shade of red and I'm not a cartoon character and get out. And yeah. oh, actually the the jerk wife, the boss's wife, the one that just got replaced. She's like, "Come on, she's the best one, you know it." And he's like, "Whatever, shut up. Don't do that." <laughs> do you have to cut my balls off right in front of everybody? God. And so she goes back to her apartment to work? I guess, yeah. And, 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 she, there, and she, we find out that she has one of those magic apartments that people have that don't make a lot of money. That's huge. Oh, yeah. It's like two stories tall. It's got lots of rooms and stuff like that. She must be paid real good. Yeah, as a, as a, a low-level graphic designer at a cosmetics mm-hmm. company. But then she gets visited by a magic cat. A magic cat, yeah, that is out on the ledge. And she's like, oh, a cat's out on the ledge. I'm going to go save the cat. And she goes out on the ledge, and the cat is suddenly, like, up, up, like, the floor above her, just kind of looking down at her. So she's, like, easing out on the ledge, trying to get the cat, and then the cat disappears. She didn't stop and say, well, if the cat can get up there, the cat's fine. Cat's probably fine, yeah. Nope. Yeah. But then no. the cat disappears, and she ends up stranded out on the ledge, and she's, like, standing on a, on an air conditioner that's fallen out of the window. And luckily, just, luckily, yeah. uh, Handsome Cop shows up. We're not going to call him Handsome Cop. What are we going to call him? Because his last name is Lone, we're going to call him Lone Cop. Lone Cop. Because Lone he cop. has no partner. That's true. And no one to consult with. He's nope. just Lone Cop. He, he's apparently um, allowed to just go about his day as he sees fit mm-hmm. and do whatever he wants, and he still gets paid to be a police officer. He thinks she's committing suicide, but then he thinks that she's seeing a, a mystery cat because the cat is gone. And he's like, don't worry. What floor are you on? And she's like, what did she say? Uh, Second floor. Something like that. Well, he, he says, he asks what, what, what her apartment number is, and she says 29, right. which presumably 29, is the second floor. Which is, right. Yeah. And so I timed this, Steve. Mm-hmm. In approximately seven seconds, Lone Cop climbs two stories and kicks in her door and manages to get to the window in time to grab her as she's falling. Yes, he does. He's incredible. It's, it's, you know. Also, in that sequence of him running up the stairs to get her, I think that there are approximately 193 cuts. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yet somehow in all of that, they still somehow managed to cut straight from him, like starting up the stairs to him kicking in her door and and uh-huh. and, and diffuse any potential suspense or tension from the sequence. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And he and he 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 uh, follows her to work. Because well, she, she drops her wallet. She like she has That's to right. ru- she has to rush back to the office for some reason. Because she's late for work. Yeah, even though she just got back from work. I think it's supposed to be the next morning. Yeah, but they're all wearing the same clothes. Oh, that's right. Anyway, anyway, she drops her wallet. Continuity and he grabs, doesn't really matter because yeah. eventually we're all going to go insane at some point. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he grabs matter. her wallet. He grabs her wallet and goes to her office, and yeah. they have like a a, a a second meet cute at her office. This is when we meet the stereotypical gay friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he says man sandwich coming in gross. or something. It's like oh, it's I mean Benjamin Brad is a good looking guy. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you know. And um, 
So he likes art. Yeah. Well, here's what I wonder, right? Because he said he, you know, he looks at at her portfolio on her desk, and he makes yeah. a couple of comments that suggest that he knows a little something about art. And then she kind of presses him on it, and he says, "Oh, I saw the art in your apartment, and I googled it." Okay. How did he Google it in 2004 when camera phones and smartphones don't exist? And he mm-hmm. picked up her wallet and went straight from the apartment building to her office to return her wallet to her because she just got there herself. So what magic is he Googling? Guy. He's magic computer guy. He doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't even, how would he know the names of artists to even Google it? He called it into the office. <laughs> Give me the names of some paintings and uh, so I can sound smart to this new girl I met. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm allergic to cats. You're excused. Um, anyway, she works into the wee hours mm-hmm. till 11.46 and she's yep. got to turn these in. Oh, yeah. And she somehow finds out that the boss is at the plant yeah so she know. the graphic designer decides to go to like the factory to hand deliver to her boss the but it's all locked up yeah so she breaks in yep like through you do a window like you do and she sneaks up and oh no turns out the new broody cream is bad yeah it makes your face all get messed up if you use it for too long and then you stop yeah. using it yeah if you stop using it then you become ugly face that's Uh-oh. bad that's the exact opposite of what beauty cream is supposed to do and they're like don't worry they'll just keep using it and we'll get away with that in court somehow yeah we're we're a multi-billion dollar company and we're gonna because apparently we can launch a beauty cream without being approved by the fda yeah or exactly. even finding out if it's hyperallergenic we can just load it up and put it into stores because we're fucking children who's writing this and we don't understand how laws or how products hit the shelves work yep what Consumer is their fucking plan steve what is their fucking plan we know it disfigures people. Yeah, and, let's and, sell it anyway. And it will, it, and it disfigures people, and it will. This will surely come out very, very soon. Yeah, like, it, they like you know, even though they say like, well, it's addictive or whatever. Like, so they don't expect that eventually some people are going to start to notice that it's addictive and, <sighs> and 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 stop using it on purpose, and then their faces idea. are going to fall apart. Here's 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 an idea. How, no one is ever going going to just continue to use it and then at some point oh budgeting i'll just switch to another face cream i don't need to use this one even though it works great because maybe i I, maybe i lost my job to covid or something at some point someone isn't going to start using it and then stop for completely reasonable or rational reasons and then their face turns all crunchy and (laughs) they're not going to notice they're they're ready for their lawsuits from everybody. Yeah, I guess. when when it turns out they knowingly re- released this product. <laughs> <laughs> but she finds that out. No, no, now she's being chased. Yeah, and they can They she runs away, and but they find her back in the warehouse because she's hiding in a place. But they see her shadow, even though she's hiding in a place where she couldn't possibly be casting that shadow. She's casting any shadow at all because she's pressed up against boxes. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Anyway, then she she runs into the the sewer tunnel yeah she, she she passes dr richard kimball heading the other way <laughs> the waste pipes she pushes back the teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> and everybody else and they lock her in there and they flush the pipes yep and, and she, she and, and she, she drowns gets, the end she gets pissed out into the ocean but it's okay steve oh yeah somehow don't ask me how she's yards away from the water mm-hmm <laughs> 
the tide the, the tide came in and deposited her and then went back out. You Fuck know. you. She's on a cliff. I know. It's for ridiculous. the love of God. But it's okay, Steve, because cats have arrived. Yep. The magic cats. Magic CGI cats. And one of them, one of them just burps on her. Breathes on her with its magic cat breath and it wakes her back up. Mm-hmm. Now, Steve, let me ask you something. Yes. Typically in a movie, Mm -hmm. when someone wakes up for something, they're still laying down, they gasp, their eyes open, and they sit up. Mm -hmm. In Catwoman, she sits up and opens her eyes and then gasps. Yes. Why? I got no idea. (laughs) I bet, I, I bet that it doesn't mean anything. I know it doesn't mean anything. What it means is that Halle Berry didn't know how to play that scene, and the director was too busy trying to figure out what the special effects would be in the shot <laughs> for anyone to notice that that's not how things happen, that people become conscious while still laying down. They don't zombie-like sit up and then gain consciousness. I'm done. You do this. I'm fucking... We're, not, we're, we're only like 15 minutes into the movie, though. No, fuck it. Fine. She ninja crouches all the way the fuck home. Okay? And then someone's calling her Sally or somebody, the detective. I don't know who's calling her at the house. And she is nesting up in the beams, right? Yes, that's right. She's sleeping up in the beams. Now, here's the thing. When we see her nesting up in the beams, she came all the way home. She took a shower. Changed clothes. She changed her clothes. She put on makeup. Yep. Right? And then she crawled up to sleep at the ceiling. Yep, that's what happened, apparently. Uh And she doesn't know what happened because she has amnesia. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't remember who killed her. I know. Me too. I know who I watched, killed her. Because I watched the movie. Me too. So why are we putting the audience through this shit? Why? It's why, it's Steve? not generally a mark of good screenwriting. No, it isn't at all. But she grabs the cat and she's like choking it. She's like, Don't tell me what <laughs> tell the fuck is going for. on. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, the owner uh, rolls up little notes and tucks them into the collar of the cat. Yeah, and like has people do. A lady's name sure. and an address. And she goes there, and it's a magic cat lady. Yep, it's the magic exposition cat lady. And she's like, well, apparently cats really like you. And she's like, yeah, I gotta go. And as she's leaving, as she's leaving, the magic cat lady throws a ball at her, and she starts rubbing her face. Yes, Oscar winner Halle Berry rubs the ball all over her face. And what's in the ball? It's catnip, Jason. So Cuz she's a catwoman. To defeat Catwoman. Yeah. Because her kryptonite is catnip. <laughs> exactly. You throw her some catnip, she's playing with it and you shoot her in the fucking head end of Catwoman. Just spread it on the ground and she starts rolling in it. Okay, so she she has amnesia and she goes back to work. Yep. And she's fired. Yeah, her boss yells at her and she yells back at him. And what he's is like, what is the great thing she said? Oh, like, he's she's well, she does. They do the oh, you know the I'm sorry gag where he's like you know you should apologize and she's like okay I'll apologize I'm sorry I'm sorry I wasted so much of my life working for a piece of shit like you you know it's like okay they, they did it's that great thing. writing they did that thing yeah. And everybody applauds. Mm-hmm. And they all get so fired, like a, too. <laughs> it's like an internet story from Reddit. Yeah. And oh, I told them one of those, for, one of, and everybody applauded. One of those Reddit stories where someone takes way too long to tell a pointless story. Oh, a made-up pointless story about something they did in the classroom. Yeah. Where they one-up the teacher, and then everybody started, everyone in the, in the class applauded. Yeah. Those sad, sad people who have to make up things to put on Reddit that everyone can tell that never happened. <laughs> yeah. What actually happened was your teacher yelled at you and you went to the bathroom and cried and no one clapped for you because you have no friends. (laughs) 
Yeah, like that. Okay, I just wanted to check. Yeah. So now she's outside, and Sally's with her, and then Sally falls down. Oh no, Sally! While while she was looking at a necklace, Sally fell down. No, oh, no. And now Sally's at the I, hospital talking about how much she wants to fuck the doctor. Yeah, and she'll be fine, and everything's fine. Yep. And we're like, we want to see your face fucked up. That's what we want to see. We want to see your face go all fucked up. It doesn't happen, does it, Steve? Doesn't happen. There's not even she there's just not gets even better. a tease that it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. She just gets better. She just, she gets, just better. gets better. Yep. And and the doctor heard she married. She starts a relationship with her doctor by the end. I don't care if I'm spoiling it. I don't care if it's out of thing. She, she she got what everyone wants. She's going to marry a doctor, I guess, right? Sure. Because he fucks her good, and that's what she wanted. A good handsome so, a handsome doctor who fucks you good. That's what anybody yeah. really wants. I mean, if you think about so it. So now we cut to Lone Cop. Yep. And is he is he busting some perp, Steve? No, he's he's talking to is some he kids. Chasing someone down. He's no. he's given a uh, he's he's given a, a pep talk to at risk youth. Is he undercover to try to expose the drug ring being run out of the school? No, no, he's just. Does he do police work? I don't see him do any police work ever. No, no. He's telling the kids don't do drugs. A, she shows yeah. up. And, and the, she's got coffee because she stood him up on a date because we forgot. Yeah. He asked her out to go to go get coffee or something. And she couldn't be there because, you know, Catwoman stuff. And then she said she got him coffee and she wrote sorry on it. And he's like, oh, ho, ho. And then we go to a thing that happens that I don't want to do. You you do it. You do it. Are you talking you, about are you talking about their basketball game? Mm-hmm. They play they have they, they play a one on one game of basketball. Yeah. Um where all of the problems with the movie's editing and direction just kind of converge into yeah. one short little nightmare of a sequence. I'm fairly certain that in three minutes we saw 5,000 cuts. Yep. I'm fairly certain. And, I mean, we've all watched basketball. We've all seen basketball. Uh, they did not I, I don't. Basketball. I don't know what they were doing in that scene, but it didn't look like any basketball I've ever watched. Right. Anyway, so she... They, that happens, and, and she pins him to the ground. She straddles him, she straddles him, cowgirl style. Yeah. And uh, in front of all the kids. In front of and, all the kids. Yep. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, bad, bad lady, bad lady woman, bad lady wife, bad lady wife. To Sharon Stone, and oh no, bad husband is cheating on her, huh? With yeah. the new girl. With the new with model, the, yeah. With the new model, right? I'm glad we found that out. That anyway, yeah, I was, uh, uh, I was, I was. The, the suspense about that was just killing me. We cut back to patients. And she's on her bed, and she's eating tuna fish out of the can, yes. like a like an animal, like a cat. She's finishing her sixth large can of tuna. I counted. Now here's the thing, Steve. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you have to do when you open a can of tuna? Drain out the water. Did she do that? It doesn't look like she did. So she's either drank the water, <laughs> or there's tuna water all over her all bed over now. The bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Anyway, she's talking to Sally, who's in the hospital, who seems perfectly fine. But they're keeping her there for... For observation. Observation, I guess. Even though, Um, after using the Deadly Beauty product, she's completely fine. Right, she's not addicted to it, nor is she turning into wrinkle face. just gave her a little bit of a headache, and she fainted that one time. Uh Aha! Yeah, that's right. I'm so glad that things are consistent in the movie. (laughs) Anyway, um... Then it's nighttime, and it's time to kill the noisy neighbors, and then cut her hair and steal a motorcycle. Yep, and dye her hair as well, Yeah, which, so which she, only takes a couple of minutes. Established earlier that she has really noisy, um, you know, rock neighbors yeah. or something. Yeah, they're always having parties. And, and she's over there, and she's like, can you turn it down? And he's like, ha ha, no. And then she kicks the door in. 
She jumps onto the bar and she sprays two television sets. Mm-hmm. I think they're television. Actually, sets. I think it's speakers. She sprays the speakers. Are they? Yeah. She sprays the speakers with beer, and then she knocks the guy over, and she's like a badass now. And so she goes and cuts all her hair off. Yep. And then steals somebody's motorcycle. Yep, that's what she does. And then we have six thousand cuts as she drives her motorcycle through town. Right. Yep. And she goes to she goes into the city, and she's decided for some reason that she wants to steal some jewelry. Yeah. Because that's and just what she does now. And there's a convenient mask there that's convenient at the jewelry store. Yeah. So she puts the mask on. Uh-huh. And then she beats up a bunch of jewelry thieves and takes their jewels. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to change that. Her CGI stunt double nah. beats up a bunch of jewelry stores. That's, yes, that's what happens. Steals their, yeah. And um, doesn't she then Google cats and <sighs> women Yeah. <laughs> in a Google search? Yes. And we get the opening credits again? Yes. We get the opening credits It's like again we've seen this. This was the credits. We saw this already. <laughs> um, so I just wrote, Midnight the Cat is Immortal, and I can't remember why I wrote that. Oh, it's because... Midnight the cat is in every single one of the pictures she right. finds when she Googles cats, right. women. It's not a whole bunch of pictures of crazy cat ladies or just cats, which is what she should have found. It's literally like pointed articles about women and cats. Which is so apparently goes, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes back to the crazy cat lady and she has her second exposition dump. Oh, yeah. Because we need another one of those. And that's where the crazy cat lady tells her that, like, oh, there's all, there's been cat women, you know, for thousands of years and uh, you're you've been chosen and there's there's you see there's two sides to every woman oh is there yeah there's an aggressive side and a docile side oh you know what they call that in italy what the whore madonna complex oh well that's not what the crazy cat lady says though oh what does she say that she's somehow empowered now yeah she's got power she has true freedom now oh she has true freedom now okay and i guess that's what the main character was looking for was true freedom apparently <laughs> so now that we discover what that means and that means the more empowered she becomes the more naked she gets that's what happens that's what don't you know anything about women's empowerment yeah she gets more empowered so she makes a new costume mm-hmm. which is a bikini top and ripped jeans or something yep and um she she becomes more cgi even yeah and, and she has the Catwoman. She has the the, the Catwoman mask now with like the ears and stuff. You know what's more um, impressive than a CGI double doing all of these stunts? An actual person doing real stunts. Yeah, a person yeah. actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I would tend to agree. Yeah. So now she has to find out who killed her. Sure. It's too bad we already know. Yeah, right? it's kind of kind of kills the suspense. Uh, we've known for a really long when time. When the audience is like an hour ahead of the hero of the uh, story. So after the extended CGI, her jumping around rooftops for no real reason, she goes to the docks. Yeah, which she can't remember, but she still goes straight there. She was never at the docks, Steve. I thought she goes. She th- I at, thought she goes back to the factory where she got where well, she got. No, killed. but the no, she goes to the docks. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's shipping containers and a super secret dance party. Oh, that's right. The dance. Yeah, the, she goes to the dance club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And um, she's following this one guy who she has a vague memory of, like, maybe shooting at her or something. That's right. The guy, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And he's at the party, and he's like, hey, keep my drinks coming, and here's a million dollars for him. And the bartender's like, yeah. And she goes up, and what does she order? Oh, it's so cute. She orders a white Russian, but she says, hold everything except the milk. She basically orders a glass of milk. She orders a glass of cream. Yeah, she's like a white Russian, but hold the vodka and hold the Kahlua. Hey, Steve, you've no had ice. cats before, right? Uh-huh. You've had cats. Yes, I have. I have cats. Yeah. What happens when you give cream or any dairy milk products to a cat? Oh, you're not supposed to give cream or milk to a fully grown cat. It's really bad for Why? them. Why? It gives them, what well, you know, they're, they're lactose intolerant. It gives them the shits. They fart all over. Yeah, they get diarrhea. They, yeah, it's, it's terrible, yeah. Really bad diarrhea. I wanted her to get really bad diarrhea. That's what I wanted next. That's what I wanted. But instead, <laughs> she kind of like flip-flops around on the dance floor. And then she finds the guy and he, she knocks him out of the building. And then they have a stupid fight. Because she knows how to fight now, Steve. Yeah, because she's a cat woman. Because she's a cat woman. She has the proportionate f- fighting skills of a cat. Which is none. Cats run. Cats run. <laughs> cats run, everybody. If a cat runs towards you to fight you, that cat has rabies. <laughs> Don't let cats that cat run. touch you. um and oh boy um where did her whip come from i she must have made it out of what was left of the leather outfit that she made that catwoman costume from is that another thing that cats know how to do they know how to braid whips okay anyway she beats up the guy and she's like tell me everything you know and thankfully he does it right oh he gives he gives it up right away yeah yeah and he finds out that the bad guy's plan is stupid and couldn't possibly work. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we cut to a scene with Lone Cop. And he's sitting at his desk. And he's kept the cup that she gave him that says sorry on it. Oh, we forgot. Earlier in the film, after she stole all the jewels, she finds them at home. And she keeps one ring and returns the rest of the jewels while the cops are there. And they're all in a bag. And also, there's a cake box full of full of uh, muffins, cupcakes. And she wrote "sorry" on the bag. And he's he's I don't know. Lone cop has this cave case, and he yeah. looks he looks at the bag and he looks at the cup, and he's like, "Oh, similar handwriting." But then the handwriting expert says, "No, it's not the same person." Don't you love how the handwriting expert is conveniently located in a room right next to the homicide squad uh, in this detect in this police department? That's right. And isn't it great how they wasted our time with something that goes nowhere? Yeah, I know. It's like he, <laughs> they have a whole scene comparing the handwriting, and, and the like, guy's no, just it's not like, the same no. Person. Now we have carnival date bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. So, yeah, they're at the carnival, and, oh, they're they're riding the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And the Ferris wheel malfunctions. What are the odds? Yeah. It's not anything that the bad guys do. It just breaks nope. on all on its it own. It just happens. It just just happens. one of those things. It has nothing and, to uh, do with anything. And nope. But Lone Cop has to climb down the side of the Ferris wheel. fucking death. Falls Aww. into the gears and he gets ground up. Yeah. And then the Ferris wheel falls over and crushes Catwoman and that stupid yeah. kid that she's trying to save. And it's over. The movie's over. The, the carnival the catches movie. on fire that spreads to the greater district that it's being held in. And the town starts to burn. <laughs> and the cosmetics company that has been storing petroleum products in his basement explodes. And the, and the, and the CEO woman, she Blasts apart to a million pieces. She's scattered across the remains of the city. You just you're writing a better movie again. What? You're what you're doing right now. You're writing. I was a better somewhere movie. better. That's where I was. <laughs> now you've driven me back in here. What happens on the carnival? It breaks. 
He, yeah, Lone Cop turns off the Ferris wheel and Catwoman saves a little kid from falling out of his seat when the, when the, the seat breaks. And then after that, they all, they both just kind of shrug it off and they're like, well, that was weird anyway. Yeah. Let's finish our date. Uh huh. And then, um, Catwoman breaks into the mansion where Bad Lady and Bad Guy live. Right. And Bad Lady finds her and says, I'm going to help you catch him. Here's my cell phone. Right? Yeah. Because I'm trustworthy. Wink. Yeah. Wink. Yeah, exactly. Once again, we know more than the hero knows. Right. We know that she's the bad guy. Yes. Yes, we do. And the bad guy is at the ballet? Whatever it is, yeah. Star Wars thing that Palpatine was watching? I don't know. And he's with uh, the younger model. Yeah. And so she breaks in, and one of the security guards goes... Oh, no, I better call the cops, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Because I saw a thing. And she goes in, and she scratches bad guy's face, and she's like, I know what you're doing. But then the cops show up, and she has to jump onto the stage, and then she goes into the fly into loft. The and yeah, and, and, and hey, Lone Cop is there. Lone Cop is there, and here's the thing. Lone Cop starts talking like Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lone Star starts saying things that Batman would say, like, yeah, you well, you'll find it comfortable in prison. Sorry, I'm already taken. The only place you belong is behind bars. Um, stop. Can you stop fighting me and touching my dick? Could you stop <laughs> doing that, Catwoman? I don't like it. Oh, the thumb went right in the butthole. Okay, you know what? Just leave me alone. Leave me alone. This is assault. This is assault. You're yeah, assaulting me, Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, but- Batman tearfully pleading for Catwoman to stop assaulting him. Batwoman, a cat, you know, Batman stuff. Yeah. No, but Lone Cop legitimately starts saying Batman lines, right? Yeah. Fighting yeah. Catwoman. And it's like, why didn't you want to put Batman in this? Why is that a thing? Why is this a thing? Why is there a Catman universe now? What, why is any of this happening? Anyway, she gets away. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. She gets away. Uh-huh. And, um, we cut back to the evil wife, and because her husband's freaking out, because because Catwoman, and she's like, "You you got a small penis, and I don't like you, and your girlfriend's like twelve years old." And he slaps her, and he, his hand is hurt. Yeah, and we're like, "Oh wait, does the cream now give you superpowers?" <laughs> sure, it sure does. Don't ask how. Or why? And then Lone, but it sure does. Lone Cop goes on a date with Cat Lady, Catwoman, and what are they getting? Steve to eat? Oh, oh, you're gonna love this. This is so funny. I will. So, so she's a Catwoman, right? Yeah, I get it. So they get they get sushi. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I like sushi, but because it's fish and she's a Cat Lady. Yeah. So she takes the sushi off the plate. So, I've been on dates where someone only likes one part of the sushi, and she just eats the fish part. She eats it really fast. Oh, so she's really, really hungry. Like a cat. Oh, like many a times that I've seen. She wolves down the sushi because she's a cat. I've seen lots of cats steal food, and what they usually do is they'll jump up, steal the thing they want, growl at everyone, and run away underneath the couch to eat it while growling at everybody. Now, see, that would have actually been funny if she had just grabbed a piece of sushi and, like, jumped under the table. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Benjamin Bratt was like, what are you doing? You okay down there? Oh, you she mean, she said him. she starts obsessively eating sushi like no cat does. And then they have some banal, stupid fucking chit-chat. Yep. And then they're going home, and oh no, she has another kryptonite, Steve. 
<gasps> yeah, oh, she doesn't like water. So we can take it. It starts to rain. We can take it that Patience has not been bathing since she Apparently. turned into the Catwoman. <laughs> Apparently not. She turns on the shower and then she just hisses and and She's like, oh, shit. wipes Why did it. I do this? And then she spends the rest of her day cleaning herself with her tongue, right? That's, yes, that's which humans can't do because our tongues don't work that way. Well, so she can gross. now because she's the Catwoman. Oh, that's right. How silly of me. She must smell great. Anyway, of oh, uh, then, but then they're walking home and it starts to rain and then it rains and and they they, they find cover and then they kiss and then the her whole apartment turns blue like in every bad movie that has a sex scene and then oh, yeah. there's a kind of sex scene where we cut to sort the of. end and he's gotten up and he leaves or something and um, well no remember he finds he he finds one of her Catwoman claws on the floor I don't remember that part and then he picks up a a, a drink glass uh, and runs her fingerprints. Okay, great. No. I don't care because evil lady calls her. That's right. And she's like, "Hi, this is not a trap. I need you to come here right right now because we're gonna, we're I'm gonna frame you. And so come over so I can frame you because it's a trap." And she's like, "I'll be right there." And somehow her flip phone has a camera phone in it. I don't know how that worked. But I don't know how that works either. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she goes and oh no, it's a trap and it's a frame up because she's clawed her husband to death. <laughs> she sh- well, she shot him and she clawed him up to make it look like Catwoman did it. Yeah. Right. And she throws Catwoman the gun, which Catwoman catches, which means nothing because Catwoman's wearing gloves. Right. So that doesn't prove that she was holding the gun. No. But it doesn't matter, Steve, because, oh, it's, it's prison for her. That's right. And uh, she talks to her boyfriend, I guess, because they had sex on their first date. Yeah, and so now they're now they're bonded for life. Yeah, and she's like, I'm, a, I'm an estrus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really thinking straight. I'm about to birth kittens, your kittens. <laughs> Thanks, by the way, for taping fish hooks to your penis so I can get the full cat experience. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. The authenticity means so much to me, really. Mm-hmm. I feel your pain in me. He's like, lady, please. Oh, my God. Please just stop talking about cat stuff. (laughs) She leaves the table, comes back with a pigeon in her mouth and just drops it in front of him. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, (laughs) Just take her to herself. Can you do do that? Someone, please. Don't put her in any prison, but let her keep wearing her street clothes. Yes, let her keep wearing her street clothes. And put her in a nice, conveniently placed cell right at the end of a hallway. Is anything they say to each other across that table mean anything? I don't think it does, no. No, it doesn't. No. But that's okay, because Midnight broke into prison. (laughs) I'll get you out of here. That stupid cat has broken. No, he just cuddles on her. Yeah. And she's like, I'll get out, because I have another another superpower, which is the ability of all cats to dislocate my bones (laughs) and walk between the bars of the cell the ability to be skinny that's right and then we see she also has teleportation powers we kind of saw them earlier but this time they're outright suggesting that she has the ability to teleport because we see her on one side of the wall she ducks back as cops walk by and now she's on the other side of the wall yeah and then she just like cats just like cats can do and then she jumps out a window Mm -hmm. lands on the ground and someone stops the car and bumps her butt Right. Oh, yeah. Then and she, she steals the car. Then she fillets the Jaguar hood ornament on the uh, front. And the guy placement. comes out, 
terrified that he may have hurt someone, and says, Are you okay? You came out of nowhere. She pushes him to the ground violently and steals his car. <laughs> yes, like a hero. Like a hero would do. Like a hero would do. And then she goes back to the plant because, oh no, the cream is shipping at midnight. Oh, God. All five of them. <laughs> we help, gotta stop help, the cream. Help, we gotta stop the cream from hitting the shores in the general area around whatever this city is because it's never said. We, we never don't say know what, what city it is, yes. But she manages to break them all with chains and stuff because she's going to stop him. And then Lone Cop, who is stupid, who mm-hmm. has figured out that that bad lady is behind it all, decides to not tell any other police officers. No, he just shows up by himself mm-hmm. to a press conference. And then he goes upstairs with her, and he's like, I know what you're doing. And she says, I don't care, you know what I'm doing. And he's like, you wouldn't shoot a cop. And she's like, bang, bang. And he falls <laughs> down because he got shot now. But before she can kill him, Catwoman shows up, and then they have a big fight. Yep, they have a big fight, and that's when... Oh, it turns out, turns out if you keep using it, the cream, it turns your skin into living marble. Sure it does. (laughs) It makes you super strong, and it turns you into living marble. And so they have a fight. Oh, and you can't feel any pain. Yeah. And so she keeps kicking her and kicking her and kicking her and hitting her. And then, oh, no, starts hitting her with a pole. And she's, like, broken through a window. And they're way up high in the building. And she's about to push her out there. And what does Sharon Stone say? She says, game over. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. Yep, game over. Game over. And then Catwoman jumps out of the way and climbs up high on the wall and says... she does. Doesn't. She says it while she's still hanging in the window. Well, well yeah, yeah, that's what. But she said her big, her big tough guy Terminator line is, "Guess what? Overtime." Because game over. So, Steve, how do you feel about this horrible movie that we just watched <laughs> called Cat Catwoman? <laughs> but the movie's not over yet. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care if we have not finished. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. She jumps yes. around whipping and, and stuff, and then they fight, and then, oh, the villain is hanging out the window now. Hey, Steve, do you remember me telling you that I find nothing more contrived in any of these superhero movies or these action movies when the villain falls to their death? I, I believe you have mentioned it before. Because yes. it's a convenient way to kill the villain and not have it be the hero's fault. Yes. What happens at the end of this fight? Uh, Sharon Stone falls to her death. Yeah. 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 And she's dead now. No, yeah. She sure is. Even even living marble can't survive a plunge from that Apparently. height, I guess. So now we, we, have, uh, more, we have more narration. And we see that Sally is now fucking a doctor, just like yep. she wanted. Completely fine. And, completely healthy. Um, the cat, crazy cat lady, gets a painting, right? How now? How nice for her? That's yeah. really nice. How nice for her? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Lone Cop gets dumped. <laughs> he gets a dear Lone Cop letter. Yeah, saying I can't be with you because I'm Catwoman. Burr, 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 burr. And then we see CG Catwoman as she walks towards the moon as it is so large that I can only assume it's crashing into the earth. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it turns out it, it turns out Catwoman was a prequel to Melancholia. Not a prequel, it's the same universe. This is happening Whatever. at the same time. <laughs> If anything, Melancholia is the stealth sequel to Catwoman. Oh, yeah. I said it. Fuck it. With the happy ending. (laughs) 
And then the movie's over. That's it. That's done. Say what you need to say, Steve. Just say it. <sighs> so... You know how, okay, sometimes when we become, like, preoccupied with a bad movie, we compare it to rubbernecking at a car accident. And it's not that we like what we're seeing, but it has, it's compelling in kind of a perverse way, and we just can't pull our eyes away from it. Yeah. Catwoman is like that, only it's a car accident where all of the cars have somehow been turned inside out. (laughs) Um, It's not just bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's bad in such bizarre and inexplicable ways that it becomes kind of fascinating in its badness. Um, we talked already, I mentioned in my trivia that, you know, this movie goes back to the early 90s. It was originally supposed to be kind of a sequel to Batman yeah. Returns. Yeah. And and um, and then it winds up being, It's. it reminds me a lot of like, you remember the movie Steel with Shaquille O'Neal? I do. Um, it was the Catwoman kind of belongs to the same weird, misbegotten subgenre that Steel belongs to because Steel was a movie that was based on a supporting character from the Superman comics. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when they made Steel the movie, they decided to erase all references to Superman. Right. And so Steel is just his own thing in his own movie, and there's no reference he says to it Superman in the movie. at all. Yeah, and he this ha- is my and, and Shaq, own thing. <laughs> and Shaq has like the Superman tattoo, so I mean, I mean, there is like there's some f- very passing references to Superman, but right. Um, and Catwoman is the same deal, and you know, uh, just as I do not understand why anybody would want to make a movie about Steel where Superman not only doesn't appear but does not seem to exist, I have no idea why anyone would want to make a movie about Catwoman, right. but set it in a universe where not only does Batman not appear in the movie, but he does not even exist. Picture like, it I, this way, kids. Let's say someone wanted to make a movie about Splinter. But there's no mention of any of the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Or Shredder or the Foot Clan. And it's not set in New York. And he's not a mutated rat. He's just a rat. (laughs) I mean, at a certain point, it's like, why even adapt this character? Like, I get if you want to make us like, I mean, if somebody had a great idea for a solo Catwoman movie, I would be all for that. But you, I mean, you can have Batman exist in the world of the movie and not have him in the movie. Like, I get not wanting to have Batman in the movie. You want it to be Catwoman's movie. You want it to be about her. You don't want Batman showing up and stealing the spotlight. Great. Makes perfect sense. It's just weird. Do you know how you do it? How do you do it? You have the whole note thing at the end. I need to go. I need to be. I need to go somewhere where I can start over and start fresh. They show her moving in to her new apartment that night. She turns. She dresses up as as Catwoman, and as she's walking towards the moon as it crashes into the earth, you pan <laughs> over and you show a Gotham City sign. Yeah, or that would be yeah. the bat signal showing up in the sky. Yeah, or I mean, it, anything. It's too late. By that point, it's too late in the movie for it to really make any difference. But mm-hmm. it would have, yeah. But it's just, it's just, and that's not why the movie is a bad movie. But no, it's, it's just not. weird. It's just weird. Um, so because now we we have this movie where it, it it shows like the the scars of its difficult development because the origin of this version of Catwoman plays like a weird rehash of the origin of Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman from Batman Returns where she kind of dies and then is brought back to life by the cats. And by kitten kisses. And, 
Yeah, and also there's like the 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 dynamic between her and Sharon Stone is a little bit like Batman and the Joker from Tim Burton's Batman. There's even the scene where she shows up and she's like, "You made me because you killed me." You know, just like when Batman tells the Joker, like, you know, "I made you, but you made me first. And they're fighting on the on the church roof. Oh, you um, mean my most hated part? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, they throw in this bullshit about magic Egyptian cats and this totally like hilariously unconvincing women's empowerment message that is half-heartedly pasted into a handful of scenes. I mean, rarely has the phrase assembled from spare parts more aptly described a film. Mm-hmm. It's really what this feels like. And that's just the plot. Visually, this movie has a whole separate set of problems. The editing is downright bizarre. Yes. Like it, for anybody who has not seen the movie or if you're not, you don't, when sometimes me and Jason will talk about editing or you hear other like film critics talk about the editing of a movie. It's difficult to describe how bad the editing in this movie is. It's And it's not just bad, like, oh, you know, like a film student did it or something and they haven't quite got the rhythm or whatever. It's, like, weirdly bad. It's, like, there are scenes of, of, of there's action scenes where they cut directly from the setup to the payoff without mm. any time in between for tension. Um, there's conversations between characters that are chopped up by all of these constant cuts to these disembodied close-up reaction shots that mean nothing, that mm-hmm. totally kill the flow of the scene. There are so many swooping crane and aerial shots that are just grossly overused. And mean um, nothing. That mean nothing, yeah. And it, it feels, it's one of those movies, you know, sometimes like you'll see like, like there's the cliche of like a guy who, who is directing commercials, but he really wants to make movies. This movie feels like it was directed by someone who is directing a movie, but really wants to be directing a car commercial. Like that's the job that he really wants. Even or, car commercials have more patience. <laughs> that's true. Than this fucking movie. <laughs> there's more like continuity and cohesion in a typical car commercial than there is in any random scene in this movie. Um, the the acting isn't great, but then again, with a movie this fucked up from top to bottom, how could it be? I mean, Halle Berry in a in a proper movie, Halle Berry could have been a great Catwoman, but but here she she really isn't asked to do much more than look good in a variety of flattering outfits and, and also act that like a cat. and and also that ridiculous Catwoman costume. Yeah, and act like a cat. And recite terrible dialogue. Um, she isn't good, but she isn't, I guess she isn't as bad as she could have been. Um, and neither are the rest of the act. Like Sharon Stone is fine, given what she's been asked to do. Sharon Stone is one note through this entire fucking movie. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the one-dimensional villain who becomes indestructible by using de-aging face cream. Right. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, this movie is not a comedy. That would be a great beat for a villain in a comedy. This movie is not a comedy. Um, uh, you know, Benjamin Brad is fine. Alex Borstein is fine. But, you know, neither one of them have... They, nobody has anything to work with here. The movie is so badly written. There is, there's there's no character with any depth or dimension or anything. There's There aren't even character arcs. It's just... There's just people in the movie doing things for mostly... Usually for no reason. Um, a good script can make up for lackluster direction in a movie. And for examples of this, I would say see the better films of Kevin Smith which are well-written but badly directed. And and by the same token, great direction can make up for a bad script. And for an example of that, I would nominate Titanic, which isn't a good movie but is at least very well-directed. 
um, unfortunately, Catwoman is not an example of either one of those. Um, in fact, not only is it both badly written and badly directed, but the writing and the direction are bad in ways that actually amplify the shortcomings of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie with a script that is silly and lazy and meaningless is probably going to be bad anyway. But when you add in direction that is also silly and lazy and meaningless, that movie does not stand a chance. So, yeah, Catwoman is a bad movie. It's a very, very bad movie. It is bad in some ways that are interesting to ponder and talk about after the fact, but unfortunately, it is not bad in ways that are very entertaining while you are watching it. So, mm-hmm. there you go. That's my review. Bad movie. Bad, bad movie. Ray, you done? I'm done. So, they let Catwoman die in the 1990s. They just dropped the project. They're just, ah, forget it. And then in 2002, Sam Raimi made Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And all of the other movie studios went, huh? What? <laughs> because Spider-Man made all the money that year. Right. And they were already planning the next Batman movie to come out. That was going to be coming out the next year, Batman Begins. But they wanted, WB wanted, to get another superhero movie out. Quick. As quick as we can. Well, why don't we do that Catwoman thing? Why? We have all of the DC. Why don't we could do anything? No, we're going to do Catman, Catwoman because American audiences are dumb and um, they only know Batman and they know yeah. Catwoman. And so we'll do Catwoman. She's not really even a hero. I, we don't care. Oh, yeah, by the way, copy the origin story from, from Spider-Man. She doesn't have any superpowers. She does now. She does now. Okay. Okay, we're going to make her a dorky nerd, and then she's going to get her power from an animal, and she's going to have powers like that animal, just like Peter Parker from Spider-Man. That doesn't make any sense. I don't... La, la, la. I don't care. Do it. Write it. Write it down now. Write it down. Write it down. Oh, oh, okay. We we wrote it down. I don't care who the villains are. I just want you to copy what happened with Spider-Man. Meanwhile, at another production company, someone else was doing the same thing with Daredevil. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, hey, look, we need to make this movie quick, so... uh, (laughs) Do the same fucking thing. Just do the same fucking... Just copy Spider-Man. Shut up! Okay. Meanwhile, back at Catwoman, they're like, hey, let's uh, let's put some woman shit in it, because she's a woman. Let's put some woman shit in it. What do we know that women like? Makeup? Great. We'll put makeup in there. And, and to make it seem like there's a message, the, the makeup company's going to be the bad, big bad company. That's empowering. Great. What else do women like? Jewelry. Great. Put that scene in there that she likes she likes shiny things. She's like a fucking cat. She's like all women. They like shiny spangly things. Oh, oh okay. What else do women like? Women like to be attractive for men. Put it in there. Well, do we really want cat women to be like that? Make her best friend want a doctor. All women want to marry doctors, don't they? Okay, fine, okay. We we got all that in there. Great. Who do we get to direct? I don't care who directs this movie. Give it to anybody. <laughs> okay, we better start hiring stunt people. Why? Because she jumps around on rooftops. She's she's an acrobatic. She's she you know she's like a super gymnast. We'll just give. We'll just do it with CGI. All the kids love CGI now. We'll make that, and it'll be totally convincing. And we don't have to pay insurance costs for whenever someone's jumping around all over the place. Just, I'm the, do I have to be the genius for everybody? I came up with the whole movie myself. Just, just make the fucking thing so that we can make our money, okay? That's this movie. That's all it is. That's all it fucking is. 
they are like, oh, well, what if people don't want to know as a Catwoman? Get a hot actress, Halle Berry. Great. Pay her whatever she wants to be in the movie. <laughs> and we'll just dig at the bottom of the barrel for everybody else, okay? Well, okay. We might be able to get Sharon Stone. I like I give a shit. I don't care. Just make sure she's a little bit older. Does she have any motivation? Yeah, her husband's cheating on her. That's empowering, right? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Fuck this movie. Fuck it. Fuck this movie, okay? Listen to me, everyone. Don't watch it. Don't listen to Steve. There's no fascination here. This is a piece of shit. It is a piece of shit. Someone gave the editor the note, well, if you cut every half second to a new thing, it'll make it seem like the movie's moving someplace, when all it really is is you think you're having a seizure while watching it. I could, I had to look away from the screen during her, while she was riding a motorcycle. Because number one, I couldn't tell what she was doing. Number two, the quick cutting was replacing stunt driving, which is what it was fucking doing. There was no stunt driving at all. Remember in Batman Begins when he was riding that real goddamn Batmobile down the freeway and everyone's trying to get him? That was awesome. You don't get that here. You get these stylish cuts of her, I guess, riding a motorcycle really fast, but you don't actually see any stunts. You don't actually see her riding in between traffic. You don't actually see her doing fucking anything other than a mass of really super quick cuts that simulate speed. Her fight scenes are like that, too. I'm sure that there was some fight choreography going, but who does she fight in this? A bunch of bums. Just a (laughs) bunch of fucking criminal bums. There's no, like, there's no someone that can legitimately be a threat to Catwoman. It's just a bunch of thugs. And then we're supposed to buy that the the bad lady who's upset that her husband was throwing her over for a younger woman empowerment that she has superpowers because <laughs> her beauty product has turned her face into stone and she can feel no pain and oh yeah and she's super strong oh yeah and she can also fight somehow we don't know how that happened maybe the cream gave her fighting powers I don't maybe. know everything about this seems like it was done on the cheap quick she's a cat woman is there any kind of history thing about cats well the egyptians great should we look into it no just no find out what the name of the cat god is is and stick it in here oh okay great this movie is lazy it is awful it is torturous it is a torturous film some people might be able to laugh their way through it i have no idea that there are insane asylums across the country (laughs) filled with people who are still laughing about catwoman but what I see is I see a studio who has never given a shit for the, give, never given a damn about their, the, the superheroes that they have the rights to making the worst decisions. And I know it's like I'm beating a dead horse, but Warner Brothers has never known how to handle any of these properties. And if you think this is short term, and I'm just talking about Zack Snyder, I'm not. It's been like that for a very long time. Every once in a while, they'll get lucky. And Christopher Nolan might make one good one out of three. That's great. (laughs) But for the rest of the characters, they don't give a shit. And what's worse is that they made this and put it out for the public and thinking, oh yeah, we'll make some money from this. We know it's awful. We know it's edited poorly. We know that there's no no sense of direction from the director who seems more concerned with 
I don't know what. I don't know what he... I don't even know if he had anything, to, any input into this at all, other than get the sh- get the shots. Just get the shots and let's just go. Can we keep going <coughs> so that we can get this done quick? It just feels lazy, and it feels and it feels insulting, quite honestly. That the studio just went, eh, let's minimum effort this one, guys, so that we can get something out, because superheroes are hot all of a sudden because of Spider-Man. So fuck it, fuck it, it's bad. <laughs> I agree, it's bad. It's probably the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. And the th- main problem is, is that, is it a superhero movie? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it has the bones of one, but it doesn't have the... Okay, I'm not saying that Raimi's Spider-Man is high art, but at least I understood what Peter Parker was feeling before he got his superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. At least he had motivation to becoming a superhero. Hey, Steve... Yeah. What is Patience's motivation? (laughs) I have no idea. All she knows is, at one point, is that someone killed her, and she needs to know who killed her. But you're alive, Patience, so no one killed you. You maybe want to find out who attacked you, since you have amnesia. Here's an idea. Go to a doctor and say, I got home and I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Yeah, or maybe tell your cop boyfriend about it. Yeah. Because at this point, you haven't done anything wrong. There's no reason for you to hide any of this. The closest thing that you have to a friend or a family member is your weird, constantly horny friend who has been at the hospital for a really long time. (laughs) It's just bad. It's just bad. It is what I would point to when someone wants to know what I mean by minimum effort from a large studio. There it is. Yeah. Minimum effort. No thought to, hey, are we trying to tell a larger story? Hey, maybe we should take this empowerment thing seriously. No, 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 no. We want people, we want women to think that they're being empowered. They're empowered now because she can wear almost nothing on her top and she can beat people up. Isn't that great? Feminism. Feminism. Yay for us. Catwoman has the potential to being a very complicated, interesting character on screen, right? Totally. And so far, they've fucked it up. They've (laughs) fucked it up every single time they try. I don't like the Batman Begins one, I don't like this one, and I don't like the one that Nolan came up with either. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, three strikes and you're out, right? I have no doubt. I have no doubt. The new Batman's going to come out in 2022 or some fucking shit. Who Mm -hmm. knows when that's going to come out? And then they're going to introduce Catwoman in the second one or the third one or something like that. Actually, I think she's in the first one. She's in the trailer. Oh, is she in the trailer? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz Kravitz plays her, yeah. I can't, don't. What else has she been in? Uh, Is she the girl from from Kick-Ass? I, I don't know. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, partner. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't, I, I As wasn't my pre- mind goes, I need to rely on yours. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. So, yes, editing, script, storytelling, characters, all of it is shit. Don't see it. I hate it. Done. Hey, Steve. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask you if it's a... Cl- I, I know. That's it's not even not. a question. <laughs> it deserves its reputation. Oh, God, yes. <coughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. So, do you have a movie that you would like to uh, recommend to the nice people? <gasps> As a matter of fact, I do. Great. And the movie I'm going to recommend is another superhero movie that Good. is centered on a female character. Awesome. That limits it down to about two. <laughs> In fact, this will limit it down even more. A whole bunch of female characters. And okay. it's a DC movie. What are you talking about? And it just came out last year. What? I'm confused. 
The movie I'm going to recommend is one of, to me, the most pleasant surprises in superhero movies that I have gotten in many years. Um, it, it came out just last year, and it is a little movie called Birds of Prey and the oh. Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Oh. I had absolutely no expectations of anything going into this movie. I, I, I didn't even really want to see it because it's like a, a spinoff of Suicide Squad, which, mm. I, which I didn't see but looks absolutely awful. Mm. And, um, and, is, you know, and it's also part of the DC Extended Universe, which has been uniformly awful, except the first Wonder Woman was okay and Shazam was fantastic, but Shazam is kind of off in its own corner and doesn't really... Nah do anything um i'm told aquaman is good but i haven't given enough of a shit to watch it um but birds of prey is really really good and it it is good in it it, it does well so many of the things that catwoman does poorly it has really awesome fight scenes really awesome fight choreography really good action sequences just in general it was actually written by a woman it was directed by a woman its cast is predominantly women the only major male character in the movie is, is is Black Mask, played by Ewan McGregor, and he is having the time of his life. Um, I don't know how good of a Harley Quinn Margot Robbie was in Suicide Squad, but she's really good in this. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is great. Um, Rosie Perez as uh, Detective Montoya is terrific. Um, it's just it's a it's a really good cast top to bottom it's a really fun story it's not like fucking three hours long it's a decent running time it moves really quickly it's got great jokes it is a really fun inventive well done popcorn movie and it is exactly the opposite of Catwoman. So if you if you have heard us if you have heard us talk about how terrible Catwoman is, and you would like to see a a good movie based on a superhero franchise, based on a DC superhero franchise, starring a lot of of uh, of women getting to play female superhero characters in in a, a really really fun awesome movie, I would highly recommend that you watch if you have not already. Uh, Birds of Prey. So there you go. Normally, Steve only has to say three words and I recognize what he's talking about. The fact that I had no idea what he was talking about until he said the, the name of the movie shows exactly how much of that movie I remember watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with you. It is better than Catwoman. Well, there you go. I'll say that. That's all I need, man. That's all, all I right. need from you. My recommendation isn't going to fare much better. As you guys know, I like to re recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed, and it's 2004. And a really weird movie came out that I knew would gonna fail at the box office, but I was determined to see it. And the reason I knew it was going to fail at the box office was because it was about an era in pulp magazines and pulp comics that no one gave a shit about anymore because everyone who loved them was probably dead by this point. Oh boy. It was one of those movies that was shot entirely on a green screen, and it's notable only for that. But I went to go see it strictly for the name and the style, the aesthetic. The name of the movie is Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, starring Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, Giovanni Ribisi, Michael Gambon, and Angelina Jolie. Is it good? No, <laughs> it's not. It's, I mean, it is. It's a perfect, perfect pulp story, you know? Sky Captain is a man who flies a a a, a you know zoo, souped up flying tiger by a British guy. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but don't anyway, think about uh, it. 
but it's got gadgets on them like Batman, and they fight giant robots, and there's an in a, a, an evil scientist, and it's the only performance by um, <laughs> Lawrence Olivier that I like because he had been dead for I don't know how long, <laughs> and they were just using clips of him when he was younger. Um, and I thought that was great, and it's still aesthetically great. It's still just aesthetically great. Is it a great movie? Nah, it is for me. It probably isn't for anybody else. If you want to go watch it just for style, and if, especially if you like that era of comics, which I do very much, it's very much like a Fleischer cartoon come to life, especially mm-hmm. with the giant robots stomping around. But was it going to be like a smash hit? No. No one cared about that era anymore. Who was going to want to go see it? So, uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Yay! Do you see that, Steve? Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you. I don't think it's a good movie, but it's it's fun in a lot of ways. And yeah, mm-hmm. it, totally, it totally nails that. Like aesthetic. airplanes that can fly under the water. <laughs> yeah, it's to- yeah, and I and I love that stuff too. Like it's it, there's a lot there to enjoy, you know. There's but giant I, as it, spaceships and robots and and uh, rays, you know, ray guns and stuff. I mean, it's one of those things. It's a little bit like when we talked about uh, Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy movie, and mm. we were like, who. Who wanted a Dick Tracy movie in 1990? You know what right. I mean? It just feels right. out of place and weird. And the similar thing with Sky Captain, where it's like, who in 2004 There were like 10,000 of us that wanted to watch it. Yeah. Like, that how did this it. movie even get made? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fucking just make a Fleischer, just put Superman with the black ass in it. Jesus. Oh, like they did on TV? Like they did on TV. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> Anyway, Steve, now yeah. it's time to say goodbye to all our family. <laughs> oh, no, wait. We still have one more thing to do. Hey, Steve, pick a goddamn movie. God damn it. Now's the time where Steve has to choose blindly <laughs> from three fucking movies that I just threw down on this fucking notepad. And he has A, B, or C to pick. He doesn't know what movies they are. And I selected them based on some fucked up idea I had this week. <laughs> Some fever dream that you awoke so from. What? So what are what are the tendons that are holding all of these three movies together? Mm. They're all things that we have been referencing that we were going to do or have referenced so much as jokes or anything else that we have a responsibility to review them. Oh boy! Okay, so Steve, A, B, or C? Just fucking just do it. B. Okay. This is going to be a payoff from several promises. Okay. Okay. Had you chosen A, we would be reviewing Werner Herzog's Fitzcarraldo. Oh, I wish I'd chosen A. Yeah, I know. Had you chosen C, we would be reviewing Porky's. (laughs) Still wish I'd chosen A. Yeah. Instead, (laughs) you chose B. So the movie that we're going to review next time around is a classic Steven Spielberg film. Oh, boy. About abandoning your family. (laughs) I know what it is already. I know. <laughs> We've been promising for six fucking years. <sighs> the next movie we're going to review, and you guys can rush out and watch so you get all the jokes. At least the jokes that we haven't made about it already. <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I love that, like, the the reference for that movie between us, has it has nothing to do with aliens at all. It, as nope. soon as you say Steven Spielberg and abandon his family, I'm like, Close Encounters! <laughs> you don't even have to say aliens. Nope, I don't. <laughs> ah, and that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening in once again. 
For late seating, this has been Jason Harding. Didn't see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives, Man Sandwich, 12 o'clock. Where? I'm so hungry. Usually we record these at lunchtime and I never get anything to eat. Where's the man sandwich? You want a man sandwich? Yes, I want a man sandwich. Is it lean? Oh, it's real My doctor lean. says I need to watch my fat intake. It's nice and lean. And I know that man, man fat mm. is the leanest fat mm. and it's oh, probably yeah. the best for you, but I still would like to reduce that down. Is it shank? I mean, what's the cut? It, it can be. I mean, don't tell me it's processed man meat. Because if it's processed man meat, that means oh, it has no. nitrates in it, and the FDA says zero amount of nitrates should go into your body system. That's why I gave up bacon. Oh, it's not processed. Are you sure? You just I'm... pointed at it and said, there it is at 12 o'clock. Do you want me to eat it first? Just test it so that you know. That here, it's okay try try some of the... Here, here it is right here. Just try some oh, of the man cool. sandwich. That's good. I don't know. Oh, no, it's pressed. This is... Oh, come on. This is man head cheese. <laughs> I didn't have. I I never knew you were such a snob about your man sandwiches. Uh, of course I am. Whenever I ingest man meat, I want to know where it's coming from. I want to know where it was grown. Is it organic or was it cage raised? I'm not going to eat cage raised man. Would that mean like it was from prison? Is it a prisoner? Was he ground up? <laughs> was it? Is it ground up prisoner? It is America. It might uh, as well be at this point. The major export from Texas, man meat. Uh, we. <laughs> We kill our prisoners and grind them up. Howdy, y'all. My name's John Hormel. <laughs> Behind me are the best, finest, grass-fed grass men you've ever seen. And only the best goes into our products of head cheese and processed meats. And make sure to buy our man ham for Easter time. <laughs> we understand that there's some controversy about this outside of the South. We don't understand why. Just stop whining and taste it, would you? Please. <laughs> you don't understand our way of life. How dare <laughs> you heard, judge us? Here's our mascot, Soylent Bill. Soylent Howdy, Bill. everybody! <laughs> Man sandwich, 12 o'clock. Pachoo, pachoo. Time to face the inevitable. March into the abyss. illusion. March into the abyss with a full belly. Beep, 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 beep. We are dark motherfuckers, you know that? I love that we turned it into an excuse to dunk on Texas. <laughs> you have no lights and you have no water. Sit down to a jar. John Hormel, just eat people, would you? <laughs> we didn't write a jingle. Just eat the goddamn man sandwich. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We lost all of our Texas listeners with that one. Oh, no. Uh, our Texas audience. What will we do without them? <laughs> I don't know. But I... Bye. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lemmelisten. And... Thanks for listening.